You are listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. Though located in the heart of the Silicon Valley, you will hear fervent, old-fashioned revival preaching from the pulpit of North Valley Baptist Church. It is our desire that you will be helped by this gospel message. If I had you stand and say, give me a description of life, well, here's what Mr. Webster says about life. It's a fire that shines. I like that definition. It's a fire that shines. God says, Jack, let your light so shine before men. There needs to be a fire in my heart. I think so much we live in a day where it feels so dark and cloudy when it may be around us, but not inside here. I would hope that my life, and I know your life, I know you bring light everywhere you go. I know our bus workers yesterday as they were out and visiting and picking up the riders and coming here. I was in the parking lot just sort of greeting as many of you, you most of you were here, and just greeting these kids and these parents. And you know, the, the, the joy on their face just coming on this property. That's what church ought to be about. Amen. It ought to be a, a place that's like a light that's just burning forth, a, a burst of light bringing hope to a needy world. Good. In Genesis 1, God mentions light 10 times. In Revelation 22, verse 5, he closes out. He said, there'll be no need of light in heaven, for Jesus is the light. And I want to say tonight that thank God for light, but the hope of this world is that there's a church in the Silicon Valley and in Santa Clara and in California and in this country. And I'm not saying we're the only one. I'm just saying our job is to be a lighthouse for Jesus Christ. 387,000 churches in America. But if you go in most parking lots tonight, it's dark. Oh, there's a light on the parking lot for security. Don't break into our building. I'm glad on this Christmas Eve night, there were not only lights on the parking lot, doors were open and there's light inside and I heard it with the choir and I heard it in the specials and I heard it this morning. I've seen it with my own eye of fire. The bus ministry is that way. Worldwide missions is that way. The Christian school is that way. A light that's shining in the midst of a dark, dark world. Tonight as we look at light. There's some representatives of lights coming here. Of course, the large light represents our Lord Jesus Christ, and he will never burn out. It's forever. I, uh, I stood in 1965 at the eternal flame at John F. Kennedy. He had just been assassinated shortly before that, and they said, this is the eternal flame but it's temporary for right now because we're going to build, they said, a permanent one that will eventually go. And I've stood at that grave many times since then. And I'm thankful there's a light that keeps going. But it's dependent upon the gas that's fed to it. But the Bible speaks of our Lord as a light. And John said, I'm not that light. I'm just came, come to bear witness of the light. 
In the Bible, there's many institutions that their purpose is to bring light. You know, the purpose of government is to bring light. The purpose of government is to bring hope. In America, communism doesn't bring hope. Communism brings regulation. Socialism, socialism doesn't bring hope, absolutely not. But because socialism says you have to take from those that are working and give to those that are poor. That's not Bible. Government should never legislate what man should do. Government should not be giving to people. People should give to people. Government doesn't have a heart. But when we extinguish the flame because God's people said, you don't have to give any longer. I, uh, I started Christmas shopping yesterday. And I had to stop by the grocery store for something. And as I went in there, the man in front of me said, I'll, I'll take three bags. And the checker said, that'll cost you money. They said, no, it won't. I pay for every bag I get. I like them. They're little like trash can liners and whatnot, you know, whatever, cheap. But nonetheless, but, uh, but uh, I pay for them every time because I don't have to pay. And she said, excuse me? Because I don't have to pay. And he pulled out a government card that gives them free bags. That's going to hurt that man. Because we're feeding them and caring for them. He says, you don't have to do anything, but you people that work, you got to pay for the bags. That's only a dime. But we're hurting that man. If a man will not work, the Bible says he should not eat. Amen. You don't have to join the gym in January to take the weight off. Work. Amen. Getting quiet in here right now. See, government, that's why Ronald Reagan referred to it as our forefathers, the city that shines on the hill, Washington, D.C., it ought to be a shining place. It ought to be a place of justice for all. There's no law that should be formed to a bridge to lessen the rights of God to people. Because we live in America. Amen. And that light on the hill should be shining. There's freedom for the citizens, the residents. No, it's government. We don't want to pass more regulation. We don't want to pass less regulation. Government purpose is light. Our home is another institution that God ordained. And the purpose of the home is to spread that light from a parent, a mother, and a dad to our children. And that's why God says, train up a child in the way they should go. You don't train them in darkness, you train them in light. And so we have government and institution. It's purpose to give light. A home, it's purpose to give light. Our schools, the purpose should be to give light. You're going to be tired of me saying this. I've said it so many times in the last five years. But the first Bible college, Harvard in America, 1638, was a Bible college. And they required in their tenets that every student search the scriptures twice a day and be profound in a, have a strong performance in the word of God and a knowledge of the word of God to give an answer to every man that asks a reason, any question about God's word. That's why 58% of those 
that first 100 years, 58% became preachers. It was a Bible college. But we have a president up there at Harvard that went before Congress two weeks ago and said she's for the annihilation of Jews. That's dark. That, that, that's an institution that's full of darkness. I stood at Harvard. I looked at Jonathan Edwards, the greatest preacher of world in, in America's history, who preached that famous message when there was a great awakening that took place in America, sinners in the hands of an angry God. I know it doesn't sound true, but they said you could hear his voice two miles away. I don't know how that happened, but they said he just rang with clarity. He was a strange man. People, people saw him a little bit different. But you know, Jonathan Edwards, as he preached, people, they said, began to hang on to posts. Sinners in the hands of an angry God. We need to get right with God. Amen. I was on Harvard's campus. I was at Yale's campus and saw John, Jonathan Edwards Hall. It was a men's dorm. But now it's a co-ed dorm. Girls and guys can live together. Guys and guys can live together. Whatever nonsense and sin you want, you can do. And the girl hung her head. I was on the square. I was across the lawn there, the beautiful area. And she hung her head out of the men's dorm window and began blaspheming and swearing and cussing at a young man that was coming across the green. A Bible college, Yale. The light's gone out. Princeton, Presbyterians founded it as a Bible college. The light's gone out. The purpose of government is light. The purpose of home is light. The purpose of our schools and universities is light. The purpose of the church is light. God gives us a responsibility, but liberalism has moved in our country, and modernism has moved in our country, and neo-orthodoxy has moved into our, our country, and each one is a degradation from the previous, and it goes deeper and deeper, and you see that, that all of a sudden, our churches, we preach very little and spend our time trying to accommodate compromise. Amen. Nothing wrong with that. You go ahead and do it. Nothing wrong with that. You go ahead and do it. Two men, what Pope said this past week, that um, men can live together. No, sir. No, sir. At Christmas, I want to tell you, sir, you're wrong. Therefore, for a man shall leave his father and mother and cleave to his wife, and they two shall be one flesh. No, sir. You're destroying the lives of people by accommodating that sin. The purpose of a church is not teaching people how to compromise. The big thing is now we don't have a Bible. The big thing is now social drinking is acceptable. The big thing is you ought to be able to do what you want to do. And there, why have a shepherd? I'm here for more than just weddings and funerals, ladies and gentlemen. I'm to guide God's people in paths of righteousness. That's what a dad's supposed to do for his home. That's what a teacher's supposed to do for the students. That's what a politician is supposed to do. All these institutions are under attack. Young boy was walking with his dad years before there were light posts. He was carrying his light, his lantern, and he looked at his dad in the dark of that night. Dad he said, Dad, I'm afraid. Son, as they continue to walk, why are you so afraid? 
Daddy, it's so dark. It's so dark, I'm afraid. And he said these wise words, a father to a son. He said, son, hold your lantern in front of you and walk in the light. The Bible says, for if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another. And in this dark day in which we live, if you and I will just get the lantern in front of us, we won't have to worry what all the institutions are doing if there's a revival in my heart, if I keep the light burning as my walk with God. This world refuses the light today. We're plunging in darkness. But yet the world needs the gospel. That's where there's light. I quoted earlier, there's a call comes ringing or the restless wave, send the light. Do you know that Afghanistan is really crying out, we need hope. Denmark, we need light. Do you know that, that tonight, all of Europe, we need light. You know Nigeria, we need light. Uh, you know where 90% of the martyrs that died this year in an African country, they need the light, slaughtered by the Muslim religion, by the hundreds of thousands, yea, by the millions. This year, do you realize that tonight Paraguay needs the light and Peru needs a light and Venezuela needs a light and Brazil needs a light and Bolivia needs a light and Burma needs a light and Chile needs a light and Denmark needs a light and Finland needs a light and the cry comes across the waves. We need light. Paul saw a great light and he followed that light and he found himself going to the world to reach the world with the gospel of salvation, that Jesus Christ is the answer. Tonight, as we, in a moment, light these candles, what it is, is it's to light a candle to let my light so shine before men. They may see my good works and your good works magnify our Father which is in heaven. There's a man tonight I want to remind you his name. He was in New England. You probably don't know him. His name was Jacob Walker. Jacob Walker spent his life in a lighthouse. He lived predominantly most of the time in that lighthouse. And the purpose of living there, he said, it's dangerous waters. And my job is to make sure that the light is beaming so those that are entering into treacherous waters can be safe from the rocks and the waves and the currents that are down below. So I'm going to stay in the lighthouse. That dear man by the name of Jacob died suddenly. As he died suddenly, his wife looked over the lighthouse and up on the hill, Behind the lighthouse, there was a beautiful mountainside. She laid Jacob Walker to, cry, to, 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 to the grave right there and placed him there. She went to the authorities and said, I'd like to take over for my husband. My husband said all the time, mind the light. Mind, mind the light, mind the light, pay attention to the light, pay attention to the light, 
people that work there. Mind the light. Pay attention. But she said, now there's no one to run and to make sure the light shines. They passed some regulations and some, some edicts that said you can run the light. And for the next 20 years, she'd come to her lighthouse and look up on that hillside where her husband was laid to rest and said, Jacob, I'm mining the light. I'm taking care of the light. It will shine tonight as if you were here. And ladies and gentlemen, that's our job tonight. My job is to let my light so shine before men that they may see our good works. Here's what's happening in America. Our government has chosen to extinguish the light. They are chosen to redefine marriage, take your money and waste it on corruption and sin. Right. I'm just been, uh, uh, it's horrific to hear the politicians up in Washington DC, men and women, you read the, their verbiage and they swear with filthy language. I think right now you look at our country, our government is extinguishing the light. I believe tonight, if you look at our homes, the light's going out. I wonder how many families have an evening meal together, a dinner table. That's where you raise a good family, from a dinner table. You have beautiful music playing. This CD that Brother Galvan made, we play it nonstop. Just those great, beautiful hymns. We raised our kids with a candle every night and a delicious meal every night. And we never talked about negativity and the news and sports and all that at the table. We talked about life and good things and school and the good. We never allowed any negativity. But I don't know how many homes even have meals anymore. I don't know any moms, very many moms, oh, here in this church, yes, but they're even making a meal. It's all, what are you picking up tonight? What fast food is there tonight? I don't have time. Y'all on your own tonight. There's food in the refrigerator. Our government, the light has gone out. And it's going out quickly. Our schools, the schools are, 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 are they've decided to, reading and writing, arithmetic's not a thing that they want to be involved with anymore. How to, how to do yoga, Eastern religion. How, how to be a person of diversity. That's a key word that means any kind of sin goes. What happened to reading, writing, it's, it's gone. That's why one school district uh, declared that said maybe by fifth grade children should read. Well, you're not going to be a student at North Valley Baptist School and graduate until you can learn how to read. That's kindergarten. I think of every institution, the church, Brother Doug, it's a shame what's happening in our churches in America. You've pastored and you've lived long enough and your wife will do, you, you've seen uh, churches that were on fire for God and weeping in prayer meetings and soul winning, going after people and singing the great hymns of the faith. All over our country there's rock and roll clubs now. And every institution 
you can see the light has been extinguished. But I want to tell you something. You say, well, Pastor, what kind of hope do you have? As our lights go down tonight, I'll tell you what kind of hope I have. That light is still shining. Amen. And I know if I shut up all these lights tonight, the ushers are coming to pass you a light. And tonight I'd like you to just hold your light. Please do not turn it on. And the purpose of the light tonight is to realize that though I'm just one, just I'm one person, if I could get myself close to Jesus, really the true, the true light, and if I could get myself close to him, there could be a light that wells up within me and it spreads to my marriage, to my home, to my neighborhood, to my church, to the world. You know, 12 men, the Bible says, turn the world upside down. I wonder, Brother Padillo, if we could get those sconce lights off, if you would, please. And I wonder if we can get it as much as possible, as dark as possible in here. I know we have the screens and the trees tonight, but if we could get all those off real quickly, it'd be wonderful, and the lights in the back. And I want you to see how quickly we could bring light to a needy world. Brother Flood, if I could get you to run down there and get some lights for the men on the platform as well. And I want everybody in the balcony to have a light. Somehow you're keeping them off, and that's a miracle because in the room over here, they're all going off all by themselves all the time. In a moment, we're going to ask the row leaders to get your candle ready. We're coming through the house. Ushers, you're doing a wonderful job in the dark of the night. <laughs> and I, I appreciate you so very much. I, in the days of yesteryear, we had the candles, and the one with the light always kept it straight. And the one that has no light came and received that light. And in a moment, we'll light our candles, and we'll show what this church could do. If we could bring light to, I, I was yesterday going to the hospital, passing through Checkers, Checkers Drive. I don't know what bus is on Checkers Drive anymore. I know we have a bus here. But we've been going to Checkers Drive for 48 years. And picking up boys and girls in San Jose on the east side and the south side and Melpitas. And we've been picking them up in San Jose and in Santa Clara and in Sunnyvale and Mountain View. And we've been running these buses, these wheels of mercy, and we're taking the gospel light to a city, to an area, and bringing them here to hear the preaching of the Word of God. Amen. I wonder tonight, as you remain seated there, if our role leaders can all get their light to shine right now. Just the role leaders, just the first one. Oh, Brother Aaron, you're on that camera. That's a, quite a sight right there. You can see it right here in the auditorium. I want my light to so shine. But just think, if we could get two lights to shine. So two, you're next, next in line. You keep shining, number one. Though it's not much, it's getting a little brighter in here. I wonder if three, number three could shine. Get it going there, will you, threes? Yes. Now we're looking a little bit better. And I wonder about four. I wonder about five. Things are looking good on this screen right here. And six. And seven, and eight, and nine, and ten, and all the remainder. This is what it's about. 
by the grace of God, all of them should be lit tonight. I want, I want this church to take more light than ever. You've taken almost, we'll finish it this week, I think 100,000 Bibles to these cities around here this year. One week alone, 100,000 gospel tracts, and every, every year, thousands upon thousands. Our radio ministry is around the globe 24 hours a day. The radio stations are, are, are beaming the, the gospel, the publications. It, what, what's it all about? Sending the light, the blessed gospel light. Thank you for listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. For more information about our ministry or to find out how to get in contact with us, visit our website at nvbc.org. May God bless you as you serve Him this week.